Hey everyone, it's Mike Rickheim. Thanks for joining us for another rendition of the Getting to Know podcast. Today, I'm joined by one Aaron Worth, asset leader or asset manager. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe you can help me clarify that, Aaron. Um, sitting in Appleton, you are the asset what? I'm the asset leader. Either way, you're leading or managing assets in yes. Appleton, Wisconsin. Is that right? Yes. How long have you been leading or managing assets in Appleton, Wisconsin? Since 2014. So I came into Appleton as a process engineer back in 2012. I uh, was in that role for almost a year and a half and then took over at that time the number five paper machine as the asset leader. So when, uh, when my kids were young, they thought that I made Sharpies for a living, even though I was like a recruiter. Uh, but it was an easy thing for them to get their head around. So through the uh, lens of a little kid, like what is an asset leader? Typically, we're managing the safety and the production and the quality of the product that's actually coming off at this facility, the asset. So the paper machine that is the one that I'm working on. So I'm basically making sure that the safety of the crew of the 15 people that work underneath me and the quality of the product coming off the machine is meeting our customer expectation. And then, you know, obviously on a production standpoint, we're hitting our, our targets and goals. How long have you been in this uh, role in Appleton? Since the end of 2014, on and off between number four machine now where I'm currently at and prior where I first started on as a number five machine. So I've shifted over from one asset to the other, starting on the fine paper side and then moving over to number four as part of the filtration project. Got it. So you didn't grow up in the Midwest, right? You're a New York guy? I sure am. Syracuse, New York, born and raised. So as you may know, Aaron, the Getting to Know podcast is not a visual experience. So no one can see the fact that I can see you're wearing a very bright orange, as it turns out, Nina shirt, not a Syracuse orange shirt. And I can only really see from your collar north, but seem like maybe a tall guy. Yeah, six feet. I don't think right. it's that tall, but it's above average. I would have gone with six, seven if you'd have given it to me. But I guess everyone in, in Appleton would know that you're dishonest. So that's probably... Good, if I was six didn't. seven, I probably wouldn't be working for Nina because I probably yeah, would have played at Syracuse University. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So you grew up in Syracuse. You um, were a warrior in high school. Then what happened? When I was making the decision between continuing on with a sports thing or going to school for an education, you know, there was a lot of, you know, friends and family, you know, pushing the sports side of it. But I thought I had a better opportunity using my brain. So I went the educational route. So back in Syracuse is a school part of the SUNY program is the Environmental Science and Forestry College. And so I went that route. They have a paper science and engineering program and that's how I got into the paper industry. So uh, what sports were you playing before SUNY? Baseball, uh, baseball and basketball? Basketball, yeah. Got it. So in high school, did the Warriors baseball team afford you the opportunity to have a walk-up song? No, they did not. Had that been an opportunity, what would your walk-up song have been back uh, in those days? Probably wouldn't have had a walk-up song. I would have treated it probably similar to like a Derek Jeter type moment and just been happy with like a Bob Shepard, you know, introduction with name, number, and just go to the play. Bob Shepard, like the famous Yankees announcer. Yes. Are you a Yankees fan? Sure am. Whitney and Missy, we're going to have to check these people out more before we invite them onto the Getting to Know podcast. Uh, but nobody's perfect. You seem lovely in a lot of other ways. So switching gears back to your role within Nina. So um, what's your favorite part of your current gig? 
there's never a dull moment. You know, we're still learning the process, you know, every day. And I think that's very fun at times. I mean, it can be challenging, but the challenges are what make it fun. You do have some routine tasks that you do, you know, like making sure you have toolbox meetings with the crews and making sure on a safety standpoint and on a scheduling standpoint, everything's where, you know, where you're planning to be. But it's, it's definitely fun to, to take the, the challenges and opportunities that each day, you know, give you. And it's not a desk job. And that's not something I would look for is that I'm going to sit at a desk and nothing against finance people. I got a lot against finance people. <laughs> yes, you don't want a desk job. You want to be out and about doing your thing. Yes, exactly. Moving, you get a chance to talk to people. I like to talk to people, whether it's work-related, personal-related. What do you want to be when you grow up? Have you figured that out? Do you want to be an asset leader for the rest of your life? No, I would say not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad where I'm at right now. I'm happy where I'm at right now. But the intent is to you know, continue to progress and learn and get some new talents and move to, you know, that maybe the next step up or maybe who knows what might happen, you know, a few years down the road, if I think more of a lateral move into a different department would make more sense, but I'm still learning and growing, but the intent would not be to be in the same position now, you know, 10 years from now. So you were an intern within, was it Fibermark at the time? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like a, you're a, an intern success story. I guess so. Yeah, we gotta so. we gotta make sure you keep growing. That's a cool story. What's the best advice you've ever been given, career wise? I would say it's it's it actually came more for sports purposes uh, when I was a kid, and it was from my dad. It you know because especially when you're when you're at the plate or you're playing in the outfield or pitching or whatever you're doing on the ball diamond, you know you're gonna make mistakes or something's gonna happen. And you just can't dwell on it. You know, so my dad used to always say, you know, short memory, short memory, because you can't let the mistake or something that happened, you know, at the plate affect your defense or your pitching that's going to happen right afterwards. So, I mean, and I don't mean to say it in terms of career like mistakes. Uh, and I'm going to make a lot of mistakes and I just forget about it, move on and bowl through them. And you're not going to learn from your mistakes. I mean, it's, it's you got to absorb it and, and just move on. What would your team say about you as a leader? I guess they would say, you know, I listen. I think they can always rely and make sure, you know, that I'm going to be here. I'm going to, to some extent, I'll be here for them, get them what they need. I, I think that that's probably the only thing, you know, the, the best thing that they would probably say about me too. What's the biggest misconception about a role like yours? Like where, where do you find the most frustration with, with, with people not maybe understanding what it is that you do? I think... People expect sometimes you to know everything and you don't, you know, it's like any other, you know, whether it's in your personal life or even at work, you don't know everything. So, you know, I think the, the, the greatest challenge is making sure that you have all the tools at your disposal so that you can get the answers or, you know, whether it's utilizing contractors or even assets within the, the facility here is getting what is being asked of you, you know, it could be a coworker, could be a boss, it could be a subordinate, it could be, you know, an hourly person on the floor, it doesn't matter who it is. I always strive to make sure that I get people what they need. My advice would be keep doing that. Yeah. Um, so Aaron, you know, other than, than uh, baseball and playing sports and watching sports, probably not watching a lot of sports right now, 
Tell us about your personal life. You married or? Nope. So nope. right now, but I'm working on it. My fiance and I are working on our wedding for September 4th. So as long oh, as nothing that. changes, you know, with the situation of COVID right now, we can, we plan on getting married September 4th here in Appleton. All right. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. So a September 4th tentative wedding date. Maybe I shouldn't say tentative. I should think positively, right? Yeah, it's pretty hard. Um, where is your soon-to-be bride from? She's from uh, Kimberly area just on the east side of Appleton here. Gotcha. You guys have any pets? Yep. Uh, one dog, his name's Riley. He's a mutt mix of a pit bull, German shepherd. They claim we did the doggy DNA test. So they claimed he's part chow chow and American bulldog and stuff. So he's a true mutt. You a movie guy? Yes. What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's a tough question. I would say when I was a kid, probably my favorite movie was Terminator 2. You know, as I got older, you know, got into the comic book theme. So even like the Dark Knight is a big one for me. Saving Private Ryan's a big one as well, too. I mean, I, I'm a big war buff, too. So, I mean, anything that's going to be comic book related, war related, you know, those are going to be high on my list. So who would play Aaron Worth in the movie about your life? Uh, I would hope it would be somebody pretty, pretty unique or, you know, somebody that could actually, you know, see me for who I am. But uh, I guess it would be fun to see like uh, Robert Downey Jr. or, you know, somebody who's high profile play it too, but that wouldn't be realistic either. So yeah, you don't want, yeah, but you don't want someone getting their big break by playing you, right? You need, you need a, you need a guy who's already a star. Who's already a star. Yeah. That's a really yeah. tough question. Who would your fiance say should play you? I don't know, probably Adam Sandler or somebody that's good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So, Aaron, we end every one of our Getting to Know podcasts with three questions. Um, so we're going to hit you with those right now. So are you living with your, uh, your fiancé right now? I'm not judging. I'm just curious. All right. So this, this may change up the answer to this question some. So what's always in your cohabitation refrigerator right now, Aaron Worth? Mustard. Like regular yellow mustard or like ballpark mustard or like usually mustard. multiple. It's usually, I always have Heinz yellow mustard is always in the fridge. And then, yeah. you know, there's always, usually there's a second or a third even where it might be like spicy brown. A lot of times I'll have uh, Dijon mustard too. I mean, somebody told me to say I have gray poupon in here, but you know what that was until I started being more conscious about finances too. So you got to go for the yeah. Hey, look, you're getting married, man. Can't be out there just spending all your money on Grey Poupon anymore. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, see, that could have been the answer to the best advice you ever got. Was watch my finances? Watch your finances. Don't waste money on condiments. <laughs> I, look, I don't know. I've said that to my kids. That's all I know. So amongst those who know you well, Aaron, what are you most famous for? I'd say people back in Syracuse, my close friends and family. I, I'm most famous for actually being a twin, an identical twin. Oh, look at that. How did this not come up? Right. My friends and, you know, it didn't matter if, you know, at school or even people in, the, in sports, you know, they couldn't tell us apart. Some of our coaches couldn't tell us apart. So we had to wear uniforms that actually had our name on it because they didn't know which one was who. So didn't you have famous. jersey numbers in Syracuse? Well, yeah, I mean like practice uniforms. Sorry. Okay, all right. So right now, what are you most looking forward to? So I would say the bachelor party, which is at the end of the month here. But I have to say, too, 
in case somebody else listens to this, that it is the wedding as well, too. The wedding and bachelor course kind of go hand in hand. So thank God I don't have to give you more advice. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, Aaron, thank you for joining us on the Getting to Know podcast. Really enjoyed uh, chatting with you, getting to know you and uh, look forward to your continued growth through the organization. And thanks for your leadership. Hey, thank you. I enjoyed being on here. It was fun. All right. See you, bud. See you later.